0: What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're back with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. We have no guests. We are off the hook today because we've got the Evil Bald Ninja back with us again today. Gene Volpe is here. We've got the Junior Grandmaster in the co pilot seat where he so belongs. Uh, he's looking, looking sharp. He's got his whiteboards in the background. So we are ready and raring to go. We're talking about content day and how to actually build an audience uh, so that you're not talking into the void um, thank god we don't do that here on real estate
1: mm-hmm. no wait what'd you say oh <laughs> <That's, yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all gregory what's up today? Uh,
1: what up matthew it's been so long since i got to see your smiling face uh, except for i did get to see that very funny you did the uh, the the 10-year the photos comparison and Nick Sackis <laughs> went to town on that. that. That was great. From homeless to heartthrob and then me crazy <laughs> in the upper corner going, Greg McDaniel got arrested yet again.
0: <laughs> that was the best part of that. I, I loved that so much. I want to get a giant, if it, if it wasn't super narcissistic to have a picture of me in my apartment, I would have that blown up life size just for that little bit in the top left about you getting arrested again because the picture was so perfect for that. It
1: was so perfect. I know exactly where I took that photo. I took it at the, um, at the Inman event uh and i was horsing around with some some friends was that in yeah i think that was in or was that when you and me uh but yeah i remember i remember the whole thing and i was like that's fucking hilarious i mean <laughs> but you, but knowing you but you weren't obviously homeless you were just a musician which, which is next no. to homeless yeah um,
0: exactly it was it was one step <laughs> up believe me it's like, it, was a, it was a half a step
1: <laughs> <laughs> a Homeless, a heartthrob
2: mcdaniel gets arrested again
1: uh nick what Sackis. do you mean Thank again you for
2: that. what's that mean, just, again?
1: The, the title, that was just the title.
2: No, 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 I don't think so. Again, usually means it's, and it happened once.
1: I know, it's it, alluding to the fact that I was like some crazed, you know, air quotes, big, huge, gigantic air quotes on this, like celebrity who continually gets in, in trouble with the police and the law, drugs, the whole thing.
2: <laughs> well, just... we know you're a celebrity. What, what did you get arrested the first time for? That's what I'm trying to get to. Oh, of course, like everybody, like every good celebrity.
1: <laughs> 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 and then a DUI times three. You know, Stop it just... hitting people. <laughs> well, the paparazzi gets in my way, man. i got to fuck them up. you got to learn how to respect my, 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 my bubble, my personal space.
0: Oh, All right. my God. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, like we're going to talk right about there, content today and how to build an audience. We'll get to that in a second because, uh, Gene, part of the reason that we were talking about this is because you're launching two different podcasts. What's, what's going on here? What's going on?
2: Yeah, I'm not really supposed to say anything yet because <laughs> – Well, no, that's not really true
0: It's clearly on on your mind
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no question (laughs) I mean, so we're launching two One's called The Marketing RV I got that with a co-host And then we're doing another one called Barbells and Brews um, Which is going to be from the gym that I go to And that one's going to be a little wild That's going to be fun And I get to drink beer while we do it Which is sort of my goal in life, right? Work while you drink for a reason? Yes, of course Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Why do, you do so,
1: this? I'm going to uh to a air quotes show prep meeting with my co host for the radio show, and uh, basically it's just we drink, talk shit, and do, do a little bit of work for about three hours. It's fucking fantastic.
2: So so Matt, are you noticing a trend here? This is uh, but, three yeah. times we've gone back to air quotes McDaniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to I would love to continue the air quotes trend for today if we could.
1: Oh, I'll do it yeah, just let's do it. air quotes Eugene.
2: I love that. Well, listen. So you go going going through what Matt was saying. So, I, I think what we were talking about pre-show a little bit was, you know, the with marketing these days, it's almost it's almost like every single month you got to step your game up, right? And so, one of the things we do is on our end for our business, we do something that's called content engagement. And the engagement obviously is the is the end game where we can bring people in. How did you say it? Get gathering. What did you say? Building an audience of people that want to what to get jiggy with it. What? I don't know. We were talking, I said, in the beginning, you, you, Matt said we're going to talk about building an audience of people that want to listen to us or to something pay
0: attention mm-hmm. to you. Actually pay attention.
2: Pay to, see, I wasn't paying attention. So where's the, where's the sound effects? Put So, so the end goal for these guys for when you're on social media now is because it's so busy is to start that conversation. So one of the ways that we want, want to start the conversation is creating the content that people want to see. And so, now with I I just don't see really I mean videos are great you know I've been on the video kick for six years you got to continue to do video but I think these days another element that should be in your content toolbox is the podcast and I know Mm -hmm. this is self-serving for Matt because this has a lot to do with with his life and his business but the reality of it is is that like I just think it's it's kind of an amazing thing I had somebody the other day ask me like what exactly is a podcast and I was like it's a radio show, really, is what it is, except I can produce it. I don't need anybody behind the scenes. It's fairly inexpensive to do. You can do it with anybody you want. We did it from a, re- a local Italian restaurant the other night. They loved it. Um, like, it's just it's kind of cool. And if you spin it the way you want to and the way you need to, you can incorporate things that you enjoy doing. So it becomes less of a job- more fun, while, but you're creating content that gets the engagement on the back that starts the conversations through your marketing. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is like a big push for me this year, the the podcast end of it. Nice. Well,
1: how did you come up with these two podcasts? I mean, what what sparked these?
2: Oddly enough, so the first one's called the Marketing RV, okay? And the R it's basically, well, I won't get into it, but R, R is for Lorraine Rinaldi and the V is for Gene Volpe. So, the two hosts that are doing it. Lorraine has a background in radio, and we had been talking from a business. Actually, she was going to write my book is the way it started. So I was doing interviews on having somebody write a book for me, and we started talking, and then out of blue she called me, and she was like, listen, you mentioned something about a podcast when we talked the last time. I want to start one up, and I want you to be my co-host. And I was Mm -hmm. like, dude, let's do it. And then at the gym, there's there's one of the coaches that was there, approached me and was like, what do you think about like a – a, a, a health and fitness podcast where we throw in a little bit of fun and some, some kind of off off the beaten path type stuff. And I was like, let's do it, dude. So I'm taking on all comers right now. If anybody's got a podcast idea, call me. I have nothing but free time.
1: <laughs> so your, your marketing business is going so well that you've uh, given all the, the labor out to your minions and you now just bask in nothing but free time.
2: This is fantastic. This is all I do. Look, it's Friday. My kids are home from school because it's snowed here today.
1: Well, you yeah, had like right. a couple of flurries and then like the road shut down. T- I
2: think they canceled school at 525. We got the phone call this morning. Oh, Nothing like the 525 are. call knowing that your day is all messed up, right? Yeah. Because no, I, po- I got all kinds of stuff going and it's like, well, they're home all day. So, and I, that's not, this is part of what I do, which is wonderful. The flexibility to be able to, to hang with them. So they're they're actually cleaning their rooms right now. We get, oh, we're going to get some them. productive stuff done. Now, but, um,
1: now, now you get them, to get, them, get them to clean your room. Now we're on to something. Um. No. Two. Never mind. Not going there. They're
2: 13 and 10. So there's stuff in my room that they don't really need to see, right? So just, <laughs> can we just leave it at that? Let's just leave it there. <laughs>
0: well, I assume somewhere in there, in your in, in your room, there must be beer sitting next to barbells.
2: <laughs> I mean, my wife it just is makes like, sense. why? My wife is like, why are you curling and drinking beer in bed? Don't want to get buff, baby. So I'm getting ripped up. Um, right. So, so right. let's see. Let's
1: talk about getting, you know, for Gene, so you're talking about a podcast. For people that, um, you know, are, are, are like, wow, podcast, that's a really kind of an intimidating thing to, to start, and I don't know what to do, don't want to talk about. Um, Matt will tear this apart, but that's fine. There, it's a, If you wanted to baby step it, Matt, I'd actually like to get your opinion on this, is uh, the app Anchor. It's yeah. You can download it. You literally just talk into your phone and then it can upload into iTunes and Stitcher and everything else. Is that is that accurate, Matt, or am I mis- misrepresenting that app?
0: No, it's it's accurate, but that's not the baby steps that I would recommend. Baby um, steps for me, big, big pop-up. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've listened to a podcast that's recorded that way, and, and it's fine. The guy literally is talking into his iPhone as he's walking, mm-hmm. right? and it's just 10 or 15 minutes on the latest Instagram hacks or whatever. Fine. Um, but if you took that same content and you recorded a video about it and you put it up on YouTube – First, and that was your baby steps. I mean, think about what happened to you and me, Greg, when we first put our stuff on YouTube.
1: Lots of good stuff. People started watching yeah. and following. They found us in the middle of the night when the neighbors were being
0: crazy and all the other crazy stories that we've heard. Exactly. Uh, so the problem right now is that, YouTube, is that YouTube is an infinitely better search engine for content that people are looking for than iTunes. So mm. just getting a podcast onto iTunes doesn't really solve anything. That's just a place where they can go. And I was sitting around yesterday looking at uh, Tim Ferriss' blog and found an article that linked to a podcast episode of his that I wanted to go listen to. So I'm like, okay, so I click on the link from his website. It has to open up one application. Then I have to click another button. Then it finally opens up Apple Podcasts. Then I have to click two buttons to get it to download a freaking podcast episode. There was like six oh, yeah. clicks between somebody finding a website and getting a podcast episode that I wanted, okay? Oof. Now, contrast that with finding something on YouTube or even having a website where you have your YouTube videos embedded. They don't even have to leave. They don't have to, they don't have to leave your own website. And then when they if they click to, you know, they click a YouTube video, it just guess what it does. It opens up their YouTube app on their phone and it starts playing the video. So if I was going to take baby steps into that arena, I would do exactly what Gene's been talking about for a long time, which is do community oriented events based videos, keep them short. And put them on YouTube and then link to them everywhere you have a social audience and just drive people to YouTube. Because YouTube is much better at serving up your videos to people who are looking for stuff in your area or looking on your topic and serving you up as a recommended video than iTunes is of serving up your podcast when somebody is searching for a similar podcast.
2: So interesting. Real quick, so real, I, I want to make a statement and then and I, and then ask you a question pertaining to what you mm-hmm. just said. So the first mm-hmm. one is you're right about iTunes. Like I don't go to iTunes to search for podcasts. I go to iTunes mm-hmm. to listen to a podcast that I found somewhere else, right? Exactly. Like I I know when I go there, I'm listening to the Tim Ferriss show. It's not like I'm looking for. Podcasts real estate related. Like I already know when I go there, I'm listening no. to RU. you know what I mean. No, and,
0: and if you have if you were an agent and you had a problem with marketing, iTunes is the last place you'd go to just put in real estate marketing ideas, expecting right. to get a useful response. Whereas that's with YouTube, point. that's like that's the thing that people type in there and yep. they type it in just as much to YouTube as they do to Google. And they yep. expect to get useful content for that. That's where they are looking for
2: that content. And so to that point, this is a question. So you talk about doing YouTube. Would you do would you start with just a straight up YouTube live stream of your podcast? Or would you pre-record it or both? Like how does that work?
0: Either or. So, Greg, you and I started on Google Hangouts, which mm-hmm. was the equivalent of what is now a YouTube live stream. Mm-hmm. And to me, what I what I felt this is totally conjecture and opinion, but I felt like YouTube pushed us a little bit more than if we had just recorded stuff behind the scenes and thrown it up on YouTube. Because really? YouTube wants the eyeballs now. Yeah, I feel like we do. I feel like we got a boost from the fact that we were live on on YouTube from the beginning.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, again, I agree with you. They wanted to promote it. It was their content. Um, and also, I believe I, I think that after hearing your rationale and you know, I think it makes a ton more sense to do a YouTube channel for not, not to mention the fact they get to see who you are um, and. Yeah. And they get to bond together. Oh, I know that guy or I know that gal. Like I like that face, that I, or you know they look like someone I could trust or whatever. It's just that just that familiarity uh, of the other of the other human being. Uh, a lot of folks say, well, I can't do video. It's too scary. No, it's not scary, guys. Let's be honest. It's not that scary. You make it scary by saying it's scary. And yeah. there's been a lot of people that say, well, I just want to do my own thing and I'm just going to create my own content. And they never actually ask the audience of what they want to hear. I mean, Matt. You and I, shit. When we started, I think you and I just kind of looked at each other and we're like, "I don't know, man. We're just gonna. We like hanging out. We like fucking around. We're just gonna throw some content up there, and you know, we'll do some hardcore well, training and see what people like." Yeah, I was like say, responded we, to say we that.
0: did. Well, yeah, we didn't know if anyone we gonna listen. No, we didn't know if anybody's gonna listen. But we didn't just go, "Hey, we're gonna do what we're gonna do," and whoever comes and listens, listens. No, we, listens. No, we no, did no. not blindly go, "Hey, we're gonna jump on." And we're just going to be crazy and talk about nonsense and and expect people to sit through that. No. You and I started by doing very in-depth, like very tactical sales and marketing training because that was the gap. Yep. So, and, and part of that was because when I looked at the the search keywords that most agents were putting in for help in their career, like I have a whole spreadsheet laid out of hundreds of search terms. And that influenced the way that you and I did our initial episodes in our first six months. Um, now we could have carried that even further. Greg, you and I could have kept doing the original vision for the Monday and Wednesday episodes were shorter, very focused, content-packed 20-minute episodes. Yeah. I could not keep you under forty-five minutes. Right. So we ended up <laughs> yeah. I try. I fail as a Greg Wrangler. But that was my original vision for that was to come up with very short focused episodes that people would find on YouTube because they were around a very specific topic that people were looking for. Right. Right. So even though we didn't, even though I couldn't keep the format the way I wanted to, like giving like going through and really looking at what people were searching for online, it did influence the way that we did the show initially. Uh, It influenced what we talked about, influenced the fact that we ended up taking questions from people on Facebook and, and from Facebook groups and covering them in the shows. And then when I was doing a better job of this, I was actually going back into the Facebook groups to the people that submitted the questions and telling them, hey, we covered your question in our latest episode today. Here's the link to go watch it. Right. And if I was really focused on continuing to grow the audience for this show in, in an active way, I would be doing that every single time with every person whose question we pulled for the show, right? Um, so it's in engaging and, and talking to people about their real questions. So I think what we're, a lot of people are making the mistake now with, with things like podcasting and YouTube videos is they're basically saying, I'm going to do something that's fun for me. And I want to build a huge, huge audience. Those two things are usually incompatible.
1: Why are they incompatible? Because you think that you think your audience wants to hear something because you're interested in it. In reality, the audience just doesn't care. Well, either
0: either A, they don't care or B, they're getting that content from someone else already. Right. So let's say you love Joe Rogan and you want to do a Joe Rogan esque type show for real estate. Well, that's awesome. The problem is there's already a Joe Rogan. Yes, there is. So you're big on that.
2: You're big on that, though. uh, What's that? Well, you're big on somebody controlling the niche, right? Like we have this conversation. It's not
0: control. It's not control, right? It's it is the way human beings categorize things. We have a mental bucket for everything, and we only have room for two or three brand names in each bucket. So, in the bucket of podcasts I listen to for fun. I only have a couple of things I have Adam Carolla's show I have the Adam and Dr. Drew show and maybe one other that I'm willing to try out and that cycles through right but I have very limited I have maybe 10% of my fun podcast listening time is even available for somebody's new show. Now if I have a very specific problem in my life or a very specific problem in my business I might go and be open to finding some other type of content and that's a different bucket. Right, so let's say I'm having so trouble real recruiting in my business, real estate. Let's say it's sales, right. sales skills. Or let's say I want to build my team. So I, I want very, very specific information about recruiting and hiring. That's a whole other bucket. Sure. And if you happen to have a Joe Rogan flair, but you're talking about the things that I really care about right now, for, yeah, let's do it, man. Right, And I might keep listening to that show. But you need something like that to break through. You can't just come along and say, I, I'm, I'm like the Joe Rogan of real estate. But there's already a Joe Rogan and that and just saying on the Joe Rogan of real estate might not be specific enough for them to put you into a different category and go, OK, this guy is the king of that category. I've got Joe Rogan for my pleasure time over here, but I now I've got I've got a business problem that I'm going to listen to for him. And the fact that he also has a good sense of humor and they have good banter and all that stuff like that is a bonus. That That's so, what you're looking for. You're looking for the open ground. You're looking for the my. open space.
2: This this is my contention with you, right? This is what this is the only thing because no, because we've we've had this conversation before. I think have, it's, yeah. it's a, and, and it's a great, really healthy conversation, right? Because yeah. like you said, there's already a Gary V. Gene. What are you trying to do? I'm not trying to be Gary V. I, right. I I do get that once in a while where people will say to me, "Do you know do you know who you remind me of?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know," but and that's only because of my energy. Like I know that okay. it has nothing to do with my bank account, well, and I also know that, right? But but my thing is this. I don't wanna I don't wanna stop people from doing it because there's all like I wouldn't not do it because I'm worried that people are gonna be like, well, there's already a Gary Vee and you remind people of Gary Vee. I don't care about that. Because I all, I've also noticed through my travels that there's a billion people that have no idea who Gary V is. So if they're listening to me and they love my content, well I don't really I here, I guess so here's my point. I don't want the concept of what you said to stop people from Giving this a shot just because there's already somebody like them in their space. Does that make sense?
0: I, I agree. Here, here's the secret to that. It's one plus one equals three. And what mm. I mean by that is it's not about taking Gary V head on, right? So you, Greg, you and I don't take Gary V head on. Why? No. Because we took what Gary V is doing and saying, let's say on social media, and we added in real estate, right? One plus <laughs> one equals three. Right, so you take you can take the same content that Jean, that that someone like a Gary Vee talks about, but then when you tailor that and you customize it to a specific industry, that makes it different. Right, that's just an example. Now let's say you're going up against somebody in real estate. So real estate isn't specific enough. Great, that's fine. Now let's drill down one level deeper, and you go, okay, well, what about what can I take this real estate plus something else and make it even more specific? Right. So it's not about taking on like if just because there's Gary Vee, you can't talk about how to succeed on social media. You just have to add, take what Gary Vee's doing. If you like that, add something else to it so that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. You're right. at it's, it's just it's creative addition. That, that's all creativity is anyway. It's taking two things that are probably out there already and combining them in in a unique way. Right. right. But you just have to acknowledge that we're in an area where a lot of people have their favorites already. And sure. us just kind of and, and one of the other things that I feel like we struggle a lot with is that we all have varied interests and we all we all are a complete person. We're not just a real estate person. We're not just a marketing person. Gene, you've got interest in all kinds of things outside of real estate like you're and that includes investing, which we don't even talk about on the show hardly. Right. So you're a marketer. Right. You work with real estate people, but not just real estate people. And you do investing and you're a football fan and you you know love all these other things. The problem is, people come and they try to create this this form of content where they can just talk, they can just show up as their whole selves and talk about anything under the sun that they're interested in, and they expect their audience to be interested in that stuff too. Yeah, the right. problem is, we are not the audience, right? So the odds of the this is why I don't talk about music all the time, because the odds of people being huge real estate uncensored fans and also being huge fans of Tool, a perfect circle. Porcupine tree and all the whacked out progressive rock bands that I listen to. I forgot it's it's a, a very it. small audience. Totally. Yeah, right. So I don't heard talk heard about music so about. a lot. Man. I love music. I would love to hop on here and talk about music all day, but I have that the, the audience isn't here for that, right? And so I have to shut, I have to cut a deal with myself that I'm not going to talk about that other side of me because that's not super valuable to this audience that shows up to this form of content for a very, very specific reason.
2: No, that makes sense. Right?
0: Yeah, so that's the, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be willing to cut a deal with yourself. Not, not, to, not, to, not to not be who you are, not to be different, not to, be, not to restrict yourself, but it is. You have to sacrifice certain parts of who you are and certain things that you might want to talk about to deliver what the audience is interested in out of your specific piece of content. Because the more focused you get, the more people understand exactly what mental bucket you're trying to fit into with your content, the more they can go, oh, I go to Gene for this. I go to Gene for inspiration on what videos I should do this week. Right. Gene's my guy for that. Gary Vee's talking about all this stuff and he's talking about this and that and he's like, yeah, he's all, you know, I need to be on Snapchat all the time and he's speaking to every industry under the sun. I get it, Gary Vee, I need to be on social media. But I go to Gene right. when I need to know what to talk about in my real estate videos this week. All right. That that's how you play in the same sandbox as a guy like Gary Vee and differentiate yourself. Is you you get more specific, more focused because Gary V is speaking in front of ten thousand people. Gary V's got to speak to everybody. Gene, yeah, you right. don't have to. That that's how you play in that sandbox, and and that's how you build an audience, right? People know what to expect.
2: They yeah, don't here's, get. And here's what's funny too. I think that I think the 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 natural evolution of that is kind of funny. So what ends up happening when you nail your niche and you become the expert in that niche is you get to a point where you can talk about anything right cuz once i have my following yes of 50 no. million people i can mm-hmm. like look listen what's joe rogan's show about <laughs> whatever he's talking about that day
0: yes well, but how did joe rogan get famous in podcasting ufc ufc
2: Right. No, that's what I mean. So you have to start at that level where you're like, you become big in a certain area. And he's the UFC sideline reporter guy, and he was Mm -hmm. a comedian too, so he had that, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you become that, and now he's gotten to a point where he's so friggin' famous because so many people listen to him for the UFC that he can talk about whatever the hell he wants. And the other part too, I always think is funny, is like people saying,
0: but but the core either the core changes or the core never goes away. Right. So let's say Joe Rogan away, stops talking about UFC. Right. He's never stopped talking about UFC. No. He's never left the core, and that yeah. audience still comes to him for that. Even though he talks, you know, he interviews Jordan Peterson one day and yep. then, you know, the, the Japanese decluttering expert the next day. Right. People know that if there's a big UFC fight, guess what Joe Rogan's talking about this week?
2: Yeah. And he has right. actually, if you follow his podcast, there's always an episode. Like, I'm before we got on this thing, I was <clears throat> actually listening. To, let me look at it right now. Episode. 54, the J R E M M E show number 54 with Din Thomas, who's it was basically three hours of him and this other guy talking about UFC stuff.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah, yes. so either, either the core changes or you never, ever leave your core, right? So people put you into that mental bucket and you never leave it, right? So, Greg, you and I have had endless conversations, not debates, but just conversations about what do we do with this show? Because there, mm-hmm. there's other things we could be talking about. Greg, you and nice. I could go all day on mindset and goal setting and general success stuff that a lot of other people would benefit from. And yeah. the thing is, we have other people outside of real estate listening to the show we have real estate agents telling people who are in other industries to go and listen to our show. So that's been a real conversation, like you and I could have a real conversation about expanding the audience for the show, but.
1: We also thought about even changing the name and changing a lot of other stuff to get a wider audience. Yeah. Uh, But then again, going back to your whole base conversation, then that would uh, alienate potentially our base that has got us to where we are now. So it's like, why shoot the, you know, the gifted horse in the mouth or whatever the fuck that saying is. Yes. Uh, kick, kick the horse in the mouth or whatever. Um, don't we but, shoot horses? I love horses. I ride the horses. I love the horses.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um but I but I'm what I'm saying is is like this, I mean like you're Gene, you're doing two different podcasts, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've asked Matt for years, literally, Matt, let's do a show about general real estate stuff, and he would rather shoot himself in the face with a with a shotgun and then write himself a thank you note for it. Um but, I mean, me, I wanted to do it. So I went out and I found another person, you know, to be able to go do the general audience thing. And, you know, I don't think that talking about the stuff that I talk about on the radio show would be content that the audience for Real Estate Uncensored would appreciate. So I agree with Matt and I agree with you know, with what he's he, he, he's saying here. But you have to be, you know, audience sensitive. Not, not that you have to, you know, not curse, but just be courteous to what they want to hear about so gene got me hooked on a show called uh, a conspiracy show called you know tinfoil hat <laughs> i'm just waiting for those fucking shows to come out dude i'm like oh come on man give me some right? more crazy it's stuff it's so
2: funny dude. but you got to clarify with people that you're not like oh. you have to say to people i don't believe it it's just entertaining as hell to listen to like, you,
1: you listen to it and you just get your mind moving in a different way but if 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 sam tripoli the host of that show all of a sudden turned around and says Today we're going to be talking about how to knit. You're going to take your needle and you're going to go over the top and then under the, I'd be, what? No! And I would cancel the podcast, never listen to it again because that's not the base, that's not who's listening. And so just understand, And I mean, what I would do is ask people, uh, yes, tinfoil hat, Howard. The tinfoil hat. Is it the tinfoil hat or a tinfoil hat?
2: Nah, just, I don't know, Sam Tripoli.
1: Yeah, Sam Tripoli, he's a comedian as well, he's hilarious. Um, but I mean, the point is, is that he's friends with Rogan and the rest of those those guys. But I mean, just start looking, what you know, see, find a find a find a, a hole, and then fill it. You know, what what is not being, you know, given to something, someone, or something, or an audience that you feel could be beneficial, and then talk to the people in that audience. And be hey, if I was to do a show about blah blah blah, what do you think about that? And get their real t- real time opinion because podcast talk it takes money. It takes time. I mean, Matt and I have put tens, of, at this point, tens and tens of thousands of dollars into running this show in hundreds of hours. It, It is, I mean, behind the scenes, when we were first getting going, it was labor intensive. Like you wouldn't believe. But, you know, we really enjoyed what we were doing. We still do. But we're at this point where it's, and now it's just it's running. like a, it, it has a life of its own and it's going with the people and the processes and everything else in place. So when you start a podcast, when you start you know, finding that audience and you start all this, just know that you're going to be an epic dumpster fire in the beginning. I mean, go back and listen to our first shows. I mean, oh, Matt, wouldn't you agree? I mean, we've talked about literally taking those first shows down because they are so
0: bad. Sadly, some of them have the most views of all of our stuff. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's very, very distressing. Uh, yeah, we have absolutely <laughs> talked about taking those old videos down because they're terrible. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I all mean all the bottom favorite? line is that you'll 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 find your groove. Um, but yeah, I mean this is, you know, it's when you're creating content, especially for anyone that's in the audience who's in real estate, and you're thinking about podcasting or YouTubing or whatever. At the at the end of the day, this is not an art form. It has yeah. a purpose, and that's to get people onto the calendar that wanna meet with you to buy or sell what you have to, to do, right? Yeah. So whether, for Gene, for you, that's your marketing services. For me, that's my marketing services. Greg, for you, yeah. that's a house. Um, yeah. Anyway, but the point being, you want appointments from prospects on your calendar. And the problem is is that if you set out and you pour all of your time and energy into content, and even if you built up an audience, if that audience doesn't end up buying, that is a sucky failing. Yeah. right? That does not feel good. Right. If you if you build up an audience and then you don't sell them something that they resonate with, that's a sucky feeling. Right. So you may think you want to just put the art out there and do it for your sake because you just want to talk about what you want to talk about and let the audience come. Even if the audience comes, if it doesn't help you sell more houses, you'll end up getting burnt out on it a lot faster. If it doesn't sell more marketing services, Gene, you'll get like you'll get burned out faster. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's got to do something. It's got to put money into your pocket. It's got to do what it's supposed to do from a business function. And to me, the more focused that you are, the better chance you have of it performing its function in your business. And that is enjoyable, even if you don't have as big of an audience listening or watching. Does that make sense?
2: Makes total sense. But I have a caveat for that. Yes, go ahead. The second podcast that I'm doing called Barbells and Brews, if mm-hmm. I'm drinking beer, I don't really care if it fills the funnel <laughs> with with clients or not. Like, yes. well, we well, work out, when we drink it, that's new beers. When
0: we've left the, that's when we've left the realm of business and we've entered the world of art. It's just, it's something you do strictly for pleasure. You know what I'm saying? It's an art form. Yeah. You do it strictly yeah. for pleasure. It's like if I put out, you know, if I put out a 10-minute long instrumental piano solo piece, great. Most people are not interested. Mm-hmm. But if I do it for myself and I don't care about the outcome, then that's great. It's art
2: here's what's interesting about that mm. even like by proxy the people that know you or find you that actually like music and then like your talent are is still more likely to do business with you yeah right I agree right I mean yeah. if I hated music and hated your voice I'm I might it might turn something off of me so when you come to me and go you know that podcast I want to market it for you I'd be like nah that's cool dude I'm you know I'm good versus mm. if when, we, but when you mention bands like tool and a perfect circle, I'm, I'm honed in because that's mm-hmm. I, that's me i get it like mm-hmm. i'm in i like it i like you so all these things that i see from you on the weekly podcast that we're doing together the things i the emails that i get 100 ways to get on on our, our 100 you know on 100 podcast this week on mm-hmm. that it talks to me right so i'm more likely to do business with you even if some of the stuff you're doing like talking about music we've had conversations over instagram about albums mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it draws yep. us closer, and it's more likely that I'm going to do business with you in the future because we have the same similarities, same likes, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if you're even if you're posting about music because it's your art form and not your business lineup, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and again,
0: it, the 80-20 rule applies to everything, right? So if you're talking about putting out content, you want 80% of it probably to fall into what people are expecting, extremely focused, give them exactly what they know, what to get from you. And then 20% can be the other stuff that you want to talk about that doesn't have to fall into that same mental bucket, right? So same thing with social media. Um, my Instagram account is 80% business and 20% personal, great. So like those personal posts give me and Eugene a chance to connect over stuff that you and I didn't even know we had in common. Yep. But I'm not trying to build a music following on that same Instagram channel. Right. That channel is for business and maybe 20% of it is personal. It's, it's, it's a little sprinkling on the top, it's a little it's a light dusting. <laughs> of personal stuff on top of the on top of the very focused business content that you know what you're gonna get when you come to my my Instagram account. Same thing for a podcast or a YouTube series. People have to know what to expect and then twenty percent of it maybe is bonus and helps them connect with you on a deeper level. So for for anyone that's in the audience that's in real estate, for example, you know, talk about real estate, talk about whatever you're passionate about. That could be nonprofit events, that could be local schools, or it could be wine. You know? Wine? What? So it could be real estate and wine be real estate and craft beer, Greg, (laughs) right? Because then the people, because there's a huge audience of people out there who care about craft beer and they all Mm -hmm. have houses and they should all work with you. And yes, that does give them a deeper way to connect with you. So Greg, if you did a real estate show from scratch, that was for the general public, but what you were really doing is going out there and going around to all the craft brewery places. And the focus is on craft brews and 20% was on real estate. That would serve your purposes much better than talking about 50% real estate and 50% craft brew.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, it, it, I, I'm going to a craft brewery today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I expect a video out of you. There needs to be a live video out of you. I, I, I will That's do. Right.
1: I will do. And we something. call it shaky cam. Yeah, <laughs> this is my second beer, right?
2: That's right. Uh-huh, sure,
0: right, sir.
1: <laughs> so let's let's talk about. Okay, so we're kind of covering some of the content here, but let's talk about there for a lot of folks that may not be following the trends for social media. Uh, Matt, you and I, Gene, a lot of us. I mean, the Social Media Examiner. They all jumped on the train of Facebook Lives. Like this is the end-all, be-all, the godsend of a place to put live videos, right? This is where people are going to get a lot of traffic, and we're going to be seen by everyone. We click we will quickly aka over a couple of years learned that after Facebook's numbers were actually real and they weren't in you know being blown up and fabricated that the viewership and engagement um, with the people on Facebook lives are is significantly lower like 1% consumption rate this is the numbers that social media examiner did and they they likened it to this. So if you guys if you guys are like okay well I'll start doing this stuff on Facebook. Well you might have a little bit of a harder time. So this is a theory that that they propose and I've thought about and I would I want to get the two marketers minds here on this. So they say that like Facebook Live videos is kind of like a when you're driving down the freeway and you see the sign for McDonald's or whatever else on the sign you look at it really quick and you take action or you just let it go by right. And then YouTube is kind of like where your home base should be. So my thought and theory is is this. If you guys really want to start getting some eyeballs on your content, on your podcast, on your videos, on your properties you have listed, my recommendation would be to do, to do this. Do a coming soon, air quotes. I did the air quotes just for Eugene. Um, Thank you. You're, you're welcome. I'm sensitive like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gene Gene with air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) If that is, if that is in fact your real name, sir.
1: Yes. Tin foil what? Uh, He's hiding the plain sign, everybody. There's Jimmy Hoffa.
0: That's um, right, so an open so coming soon
1: so coming soon so it'll be like hey guys it's Greg McDaniel Hey, uh, I got a brand new property coming on the market. It's an amazing home I have a full video right over here on YouTube go check my YouTube channel out and I'll be able to show the whole home to you Go to go look for Greg McDaniel on YouTube and I'll see you guys there. Have a great day. Thanks for watching just short punchy fast, whatever minute or so or less then you bring them over to the YouTube channel where you can one start getting people to you can build watch lists you can build an audience. You can interact with people's conversations and comments on the videos in one hub, uh, and, P- and it's a searchable index. It's Facebook. I mean, it's in it's in the ether. It's in the newsfeed. It's in the newsfeed. It's not in the newsfeed, right? It's very hard to find all that stuff. So, if if folks were going to start putting content out, either a, a blog, um, a, a vlog, a podcast, a video series, whatever, right? How would you convert you to Gene, we'll start with you. How would you convert or convert people friends on Facebook to avid YouTube followers?
2: Okay. I'm gonna come back to that because I want to talk about the bigger issue. So remember put put that right here. Because I want to come back to the bigger issue, which is how these platforms are tailored. So remember from a logical perspective that there's billions of dollars behind these platforms. And let's talk about Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And part of what they do in research and development is psychology, neurolinguistics, all this stuff. It's built – there is a big money reason and a psychological reason that Facebook is blue. I don't know what that is, but there is a reason. There's a reason why everything is laid out the way that it is, every single thing you see. And so what's interesting about it is the platforms are smart enough – to be able to dictate to you how much time you're gonna spend on that platform. So think mm. about it from this perspective. I talk about long form and short form content. Mm-hmm. Short form is that quick blur, boom, bang, right? Long form is the television show. So Netflix mm-hmm. would be long form, Instagram TV would be more of a short form. So Instagram is the shortest form of the three we just mentioned. So you're mm-hmm. that's built for you to fly through it, right? Mm-hmm. So you're that's why they have one minute videos, right? Facebook, has teetered between long-form and short-form. Long-form worked for a long time. It's starting to work less now. It's more more short-form short content because of the way that you use Facebook, it, which is faster. You're more likely to swipe faster, not as fast as Instagram, but certainly faster than YouTube. You with me so far? Mm-hmm. YouTube is where you're putting up your content because People these days go to Facebook less often to watch a television show than they do on YouTube. When I go to YouTube, I'm there for a specific purpose. I know I'm there for 6 to 12 minutes versus Facebook. I got a minute, a minute and a half, but I got to keep moving. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the long form is, in back. now let's roll back to your question. Long form is I create my content like this one-hour show that we're doing today. I splice that content up into shorter form pieces that i put on facebook and then i splice those up into shorter shorter form pieces that i then sprinkle all or like like a light dusting like matt said all over my instagram (laughs) but remember there still needs to be a call to action across all of those to drive people back hey you'd like to see if if you're looking at my stuff on instagram you'd like to see a longer clip of of my open house Join me over on my Facebook page. Hey, you'd like to see the whole video tour? Then you jump to YouTube. Right? So you just take your long form content, you chop it to shorter forms, you put it out on the on the platforms you, you that you need to put it out on where you have a presence, and then you watch the insights and data to determine what your your what your base is looking at and telling you they want from you on that platform. Interesting. So it goes right
1: back to knowing what your audience is going to want to see in here and not just do it all willy-nilly and just be like ah oh, fuck it I'm just gonna be mean if you don't like me go kick rocks it's like okay you got to be surgical about this
2: well really I, be I think it becomes a science project in the beginning because you don't know what people are gonna tell you it sort of is willy-nilly like throw out the long form short form quick hitters like you said you were like two weeks ago or five four weeks ago we were talking about how your Instagram post with just the words Right, The picture mm-hmm. with the words was getting more interaction than the other stuff. If you would have told me that six weeks ago, I would have, been, I would have said, bullshit, you're lying, it's not going to work that way. Because data across the country and across the world says it doesn't work that way. But your audience is wanting different things from you than they want from Matt over when he's in Nebraska. right? Like mm-hmm. So it changes, but it's based off of your bubble, and you got to figure out what your bubble works. So in the beginning, it's a little bit willy-nilly, and then you get surgical.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm doing that right now on my Instagram. I mean, Matt's very... Very business oriented on his. Gene, I, 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 you're very business oriented, but you also throw some fun stuff in there. I've decided to make like my, my Instagram more like a journal. Like this is just a, ca, a, a collage of life, and um, you know, it's. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but it's kind of, it's kind of my, it's, it's fun for me. You know, would you guys recommend okay, having multiple goes different to Instagram what's your, accounts? What's
0: your core? I think it goes to what's your core, right?
1: Yeah, so. I guess so.
0: Right, because Instagram is not where your core audience is. This is another way for them to interact with you and see a different side of you. But the core is Facebook. The core is exactly what we're doing right here. Right. So I think that's one of the things where you can get away with different types of content on other platforms. But you do have to, if you're going to build an audience and give them what they expect and have them show up over and over again to get that from you, they do have to have one core place where you're driving them, where they know exactly what they're going to get. And that's kind of the primary place where you live. And then these other networks, you can either use for different purposes or show different sides of yourself. So I think, Greg, I think for you, that's why Instagram is working, even though your Instagram is relatively unfocused, right? It's it's about your life rather than about business because everybody knows they can go to Facebook and get the business stuff from you. So Mm -hmm. they know there's a predictable place and Facebook has always been your core for as long as I've known you. And that hasn't, I don't see that changing anytime soon, but if it was gonna change, I would say you'd probably have to change the in, the content on your Instagram if you wanted that to be the main place people interact with you because it's different. They're not getting the value that they expect from you on Facebook over on Instagram. They're getting something different from you. Yeah. I, you I,
2: and anyway. here, here's here's an interesting piece of that too. Like if you liken Greg, I know this is going to be bad. Oh, we're yeah. We're how did it get to be 50 minutes? On? I know
0: it's we're Cause already Because
1: you, you two talked the entire first half, and I couldn't ah, so get a word in. This was the into... best one yet.
2: Then is that what you saying? 80 <laughs> 20 <laughs> rule. 80 percent of me and Matt is awesome. 20 percent of Greg right. is. If you were
1: close to me, I would just
2: know you. Listen, I don't care listen, I don't care if you show me on Instagram that you're taking boxing lessons, I will still knock your ass out.
1: Kickboxing, I'm gonna kick you too. Don't don't you forget about that. <laughs>
2: All right, so Matt look, look Matt's telling us to wrap it up. I'm done. Do your thing. Green. Green. Okay. Just shut up down. <laughs> I'm done.
0: Exactly. All right, Gene, what's the best place to get hold of you?
2: Gene Volpe dot com hit me on my website facebook I'm, I'm pretty easy to find just do a search on my first and last name you'll get me
0: good all right <laughs> greg best way to reach you
2: <sighs> how else are they going to find you
1: <laughs> not search your first and last name <laughs> no. uh anyways go to bookmcdaniel.com uh guys bookmcdaniel.com what you're going to do there is you're going to go in you're going to book a 30 minute conversation with me you're going to talk about how to join my exp family um, Matt and I are building a, a gr- an organization a group of amazing human beings across the country um, it's not a team we're not gonna take any money from you we're not gonna charge you anything what we're gonna do is we're gonna train you support you and uplift you to help you guys and connect you with the people that you're in a need to build your business to the next level so join my exp family Matt's exp family go to bookmcdaniel.com. let's talk about the opportunities Matt how can they review us and give us 20,000 stars
0: uh, that's right. Well, that's easy. Apple Podcasts, or you can go to a place like uh, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Uh, but quickly, speaking of supporting, I uh, just want to mention that uh, WiseHire supports the show. That is a, uh, an easy way. They streamline the hiring process and provide the best candidates out there. Every one of them is screened for the DISC assessment. So we, we uh, fully support them, and they support us in return, and uh, we love what they're doing. We've had Jay, their CEO, on the show several times. If you guys go to Tony Robbins' website and you see the DISC assessment on Tony Robbins' website, Jay, the CEO of WiseHire is the one that created that. So that's part of why we support that. They are the real deal. So guys, if you need to hire somebody, I don't care whether it's admin, if it's an agent, a salesperson, or uh, you know a manager for your team, use WiseHire. It streamlines the process. They are amazing and fantastic. Dude. So go check them out.
1: So speaking of WiseHire, I actually just turned on my ad again for, my, for sales reps for my radio show. Mm-hmm. Dude, they turned it on yesterday. Bam. Bam. I got three people this morning. I got a call right after this show. I'm going to talk to Janet. She sounds amazing. She cannot wait to join the team. They are seriously good at what they do, guys. And it's not this is not propaganda. This is legitimate, real-world boots-on-ground experience with their company. So go check them out. All
0: right, guys. That's it for us. Let's pick a. Um, I'm Hold looking around. I'm seeing some sort of. Um, What's like a, a, you're
1: like you're a, in a new. Uh, you're in a new place. The is in a whole new
0: place. There's all kinds of new colors. But uh, you know what my favorite color is around here? Gray. There's lots of gray.
1: Just like your closet. Exactly. <laughs> right, and your so heart. And your, no, he had the black coal, little piece of coal for his heart. Remember that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Get it right, Gene.
1: Yeah. God. Right, sorry. His heart hasn't lightened up. Anyways, guys, we love you to pieces. Go give me the fucking wrap up. I'm going to wrap up in a second. <laughs> guys, we love you to pieces. I love you. Matt doesn't love you because he doesn't want me to tell you I love you. Uh, But we're going to be back in the next show. Um, And, guys, if this has been helpful, please go out and share it with somebody else so that they can become a better agent just by listening to Matt and Gene ramble about nothing. Until the next show, guys, peace out, ninjas. We're gone.